Back to the beat. Bulls beat continues with Derek Sharp. We are a few weeks away from the softball season, but since I was able to talk to so many individuals on Friday morning, figure we need to start replaying them right away. And two pitchers who can hit, I told you, in different fashions. Vivian Pond, really the now fourth-year player out of Fort Myers, started off as mostly a pitcher for the Bulls, appeared in 44 and two-thirds innings in the 21 season, while in that same season, after having just nine at-bats at the plate, had 11 with her first two career hits. Then last year, only threw six in the third innings, but the hitting really took off. She hit 267 with, count them, five home runs and 24 RBI. She had never had an extra base hit. She had eight doubles along with those five home runs, along with the triple. It really was uncanny how her hitting took off, and you'll hear us discuss it. Said she had never had an extra base hit until her third season. Well, she didn't have an extra base hit until March 5th. That was roughly 40 at-bats into the season, so she really turned it up. What's in store for year four? With Vivian Pond, one of my favorite bulls, any sport. Sorry to throw that on you like that, (laughs) but I got to ask you, uh, a couple years back, I thought of you as a pitcher, and now I think of you, of course, as a vaunted slugger. Uh, How do you view yourself right uh, these days as as a softball player? You're trying to perfect the art of doing both. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Honestly, wherever coach and the team need me at that time, so whether that's in the circle or in the box, um, I'm ready for both. Let me tell you, I think it might have been FAMU or whatever game it was where you just took off. You had a, a triple, of course, uh, like I said, noted slugger. When did it click for you? Because at one point, you just started pounding out the extra base hits. Yeah, so uh, Coach and I were working on some stuff um, in practice and, you know, getting our eyes right and stuff like that. So uh, in the game, it kind of just clicked and took off from there. Has not attempted a stolen base, even though she's been out there on the base pass plenty this year. Pinch runner. Oh, Pond destroys that one to left field. Can it beat the wind? Oh, my goodness, does it ever. That one landed even with the Lawler family batting facility, which is about 10 feet beyond the fence. And Vivian Pond continues her incredible tear. It's 5 nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, you made it sound so easy. Uh, <laughs> when you've not really gotten that part of your game going for the first couple of years, granted, you came in as mostly a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, did you think it was ever going to explode like that, I guess, is the question. Uh, eventually, it was there in you, basically? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like I said, Coach and I were working on some stuff, and it was part of the mental side of it, too, in practice. So uh, when we got into BP, it was, you know, really focusing on the mental side, not just, you know, mechanics and stuff like that. That's interesting. Now, uh, I got to ask you, your, your teammates, you know, when you start to – you know, hit bombs left and right. What is it like going back to the dugout as things went on that way? Oh, yeah, they for sure hype me up all the time. Um, Obviously, they're my biggest cheerleaders. I'm their biggest cheerleaders. We have a great team, great chemistry. I'm really excited for this year. And last thing, you know, I got to ask you, at some point, you know, there's a certain pitcher that's not going to be pitching anymore this year. Sort of break down the staff and what what most fans can look forward to. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for this year. I think everybody's going to get – a lot, a lot of everybody, honestly. I think that the staff is really diverse in what we have, and whether it's, um, you know, up stuff or down or, you know, change of speed a lot. But it's going to be really exciting. I think that everybody's going to be used in all different types of situations. So it's going to be really good. Excellent, Vivian. You're really good. Keep it up. Thank you. Now on to Nettie, Antoinette Hill, a different story with her. 
She, in two full seasons at Purdue, only pitched one inning. And then last year, remember the Bulls brought in Aaron Pepping? She kind of struggled at the number two spot. Hill ended up being the number two pitcher for the Bulls. She had a very valuable save in the semifinals of the conference tournament against Wichita State. And now she truly is not a hitter, but had a memorable, and you'll get the full story here, sequence against Florida A&M. I was there in Jacksonville for the call. This was fun, and then we'll get right into the interview. Antoinette Hill, I'm positive, is going to get her first career at bat. This could be interesting. And, well, she'll have a runner in scoring position, as that is a passed ball, and the runner will advance, runner being pinch runner Bailey Lystel. Bulls are up 9-3. to three. Try something new here. Jordan Cadlib's on deck. Runner on second with one away. Three in in the frame. And Hill shoots it the other way. That's what I'm talking about. How about an RBI single for Antoinette Hill? That is going to be something to remember. With Antoinette Hill, first of all, I want to make sure I pronounce your name right. I guess I'll be pronouncing your name a lot more. Uh, it was great to see you as the season went on, get more work. I distinctly remember uh, the game in Jacksonville where not only were you pitching, but you were hitting all yeah, of a sudden. Go take us through that whole yeah, situation. Yeah, so that was really fun. So um, I wasn't, we weren't planning on having me pitch that game and um, I was going to pitch the next game. So um, after a few rotations had to be made, um, coach said to go warm up. So I warmed up, but then he was out of subs. So after I pitched, and finished that inning, we had one more inning to play. I remember, I think it was Alexis Swearingen was up to bat, and um, they were like, no, 15 supposed to be hitting. And I was like, I haven't touched a bat in like three or four years. Are you serious? Yes, so I was like shaking. I was like all nervous, but I always like make jokes in practice about like hitting and stuff because I don't hit now. Time to come through on so your jokes, I guess. they were like all laughing, and Coach is like, Hill, you're in. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So then I went up there, and I was like, I haven't even taken like a dry swing in like years. You know what I mean? So I was like, Are okay. Are you serious? Yes. I was like, oh, gosh. But then um, I guess I just got lucky, I guess. But um, I mean, I feel like you never really forget like – not that I was going to go up there and hit a bomb, but you never really forget like how to hit. You know what I mean? Well, when was the actual last time? Was it in a game, in a practice, and, and how old were you? Were you um, in high school or Probably Purdue? high school softball. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, it's funny because afterwards I was just going around to everybody. I even asked George, like, was that supposed to happen? Oh, uh, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Can I ask you, um, you said you're out of subs. Do you fully understand all the substitution rules? Because I'm not exactly sure. Um, I'm not. <laughs> the best person to ask about that. I'm I kind of just go it. in when they tell me okay. to. Yeah, and I've never had to like be a pinch runner at all, so I never really worried about it, of course. I guess Coach Erickson would know all the rules. Yes, he what, would. What's it like yes. uh, you know, being next alongside of him? Do you just feel that knowledge? Yes, he is so knowledgeable, and he's honestly like just a great coach to be around because you can learn so much from him without being like nervous about, like, am I going to mess up? Do like do something wrong he's very good about like using your mistakes as a learning curve to like make you better nice. and it's such like a refreshing feeling to be around as like a player he like treats you like a person not like a transaction you know what i mean like that's awesome it's awesome that's he treats you like me. as an equal so hey, it's great speaking of knowledge uh, i won't say the place or anything like that but i ran into you and georgina cork and she she on <laughs> trivia night at a local establishment how long has that group been together yes so um <laughs> right when i got here um they had obviously been here for a while but um i was new and they were very forthcoming to being um like very kind and like inviting me to hang out with them and stuff and so we've been very close ever since 
friends. I'd say we got very close during the spring season last year. So I pretty much like live at their house. They live together and I go to their house with Meg Piero too. Okay. Um, and I hang out with them like every day. You, they always say like, oh, Nettie's our fifth, fourth roommate, whatever. But um, so we've been really close and we go to the trivia night every Tuesday. Do you have a team name and then what are the areas of, areas of specialty for each of you guys? So our team name is... Um, Sheehan Unlimited, I believe. Oh, that's I'm good. I'm trying to think. That has and to be. This is yeah. USF Bulls Unlimited. Of so course. Great name. Perfect. And then, um, so it's me, Megan Sheehan, George, Georgina Corrick, and um, Megan Sheehan's older brother, Ryan, and his roommate, Ryan, okay. as well. And so we'll, that's all of us okay. that usually go. We'll break down. What what do you come to the table with? Like, is there a go-to category? So me and Shishi are better with, like, the pop culture media questions. So, like, songs, different uh, movies, and, like what's happening in the Kardashians life or something of that sort. You know, Georgina is all of history and all of the astrological questions, everything that's necessary, everything that's necessary. We just bring smart people. stuff. Yes, of course. We just bring the social aspect to the table (laughs) and make it a good time. (laughs) Well, you seem pretty smart yourself. Great story on that first hit. And thanks and best of luck this year. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Just an incredible story and great to hear it after the fact. I was kind of clueless at the time when, Antoinette Hill was going up to hit, and sounds like she was caught off guard just a little bit as well. More of those softball interviews to come. Before we get to some highlights of what landed a member of each of the basketball teams on the American Athletic Conference Weekly Honor Roll, the rankings did come out, and the Bulls got a lot more votes, just not enough to land in the top 25. We kind of hinted that this would be the case. The Bulls are 29th with 24 votes, a lot more than the six votes. 24 votes means they were on a lot of riders' ballots. There are 28 riders, so to get 24 votes essentially means that everybody has you near the bottom of their top 25, just not enough, had you, say, around 20 to get you overall ranked. The Bulls actually came out ahead of the clump, if you want to use that word, of ACC teams that had mixed results. I figured they would be right in the middle of Florida State, Miami, and Louisville. They were actually just ahead of Miami and Florida State, who both received 23 votes. Again, the Knowles have been putting together some great wins, but then got beat on the weekend by Louisville. Louisville, which started the season in the top 10, is starting to play better, only got four votes, which I was frankly surprised at. But we told you that Texas was the team that was probably going to get ranked despite having no votes last week, and that's because Texas not only is 10th according to the computers, but beat two top 25 teams, and indeed Texas is the new 25th team in the AP poll. Then it's Baylor, which actually fell out. We also mentioned Middle Tennessee State, which is top 20 according to the computers. They are 27th in the AP poll with 39 votes. They actually played the second best team in the Conference USA over the weekend and beat them by 30. So yeah, the Blue Raiders are good. Then the next spot, the 28th team, that'd be Arkansas. Yeah, the Bulls got passed by two teams that they beat in Texas and Arkansas. However, we'll point out that the Razorbacks in their last three SEC games, all wins, have won by at least 20 points, including a 32 spot. So pretty impressive. Have to just put it this way. If the Bulls keep winning, they'll get there eventually. And with performances like they've had at the top of their scoring chart, they'll keep on winning. Sammy Puisis named the AAC Weekly Honor Roll. She would have gotten Player of the Week if she had performed a little bit better against Memphis. She had an off night there, 10 points, and then started off slowly one for seven. But she ended strong 
against the Tulane Green Wave, if you missed that. All of them courtesy of Sammy Puises, who has a dedicated runner on her and Rachel Hakes right now. Puises is gonna set a screen, you know it's gonna be a pick and roll, right to her, and boom! Sammy Puises, her career high with 28 points, and Tulane calls timeout. Listen to the crowd. Remember when Sammy Puises was struggling to hit shots in the game? Neither do I. Bulls have their biggest lead. It's 58-47. Who did get player of the week? Listen to Around the American. It's elsewhere on the Unlimited Unloaded page. Just go to SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon Podcasts. You'll also learn which two men's basketball players split the weekly honors. There were a lot of candidates, and you knew Tyler Harris was going to get on there. What a performance he had against the Houston Cougars. A couple of those long-range bombs, followed by a couple more against East Carolina here. He's got Emmanuel Sharp on him. He lost him, fires a three, and got it. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> he undressed him in front of 7,000 people. Come the Bulls the other way with 16 and a half to go. Harris spots up, launches another three. He got another one. He got another one. Tyler Harris is smoking hot. Oh, my goodness. Tyler Harris has 19 points. He's made five of seven threes. The last two are from the stratosphere. Out of Harris, he's going to load up another three from long range. That's another one! Wow, from the depths of the ocean! I got to Harris, he steps back, launches another jumper. Got another jumper! Tyler Harris, there she blows! He sticks another one in the pirate ship. None of those pirates' puns are old. Even after the team that has the pirate ship last night got knocked out of the NFL playoffs, that was sad. I continue to enjoy those calls from yesterday, but we'll turn the page tomorrow as the Bulls host Cincinnati. And as I said on Twitter, don't look now, but the Bulls who recently were outside of the top 200, the loss at Houston actually jumped the Bulls up by 15 spots in the net rankings because the computers take into account where you play and who you play and the margin, and all of that was pretty good against Houston. Then against East Carolina, plus 20. The Bulls are sitting on 158. I know that doesn't sound great, but again, they were outside of the top 200 a week ago. And if they win tomorrow and then beat UCF, guess what? They'll be around 125, so keep it going. We'll preview tomorrow's basketball on the Wednesday Bulls beat, but that's going to wrap up the Tuesday version again. Sammy Puises and Tyler Harris both deservedly on the AAC Weekly Honor Roll. I'm Derek Sharp.